This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free, so enjoy. And it's a brand new site. If you haven't been yet uh, this, this year, we launched at the beginning of the year, please head over to freetalklive.com and see how you can actually control the content of the site. You can submit uh, story suggestions, show prep, uh, rants, essays, whatever you want, and then other listeners can vote them up or vote them down, as can you, over at freetalklive.com. We're going to start things out here tonight with a special guest. Normally, we don't have guests on the program very often, but uh, there's some times when I feel like it's uh, it's really appropriate, and in this case, I think it's a, it's a must-do. And I'm glad that he was able to come on with us uh, over this weekend. We had uh, a friend of the show's, Brad Jardis. Uh, he's a listener, longtime Free Talk Live amplifier and former law enforcement officer. He was uh, well known, uh, at least around Liberty Circles, as being the one and only on-duty police officer who was actually out of the closet in that he was against the war on drugs. Not that he's a gay man, but uh, in that he's uh, against prohibition. In fact, he used to be a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, which uh, is also an organization we've had on this program. We've we've had Brad uh, representing them here, and uh, we've also had Jack Cole and uh, another one of the other founders, uh, Peter. Uh, we've had them on the program to talk about Law Enforcement Against Prohibition and the great job that they do in educating people about why prohibition is a really bad idea. And that's one of the things that I think that Law Enforcement Against Prohibition does a, a super job with, is is getting the word out as law enforcement officers, or mostly former law enforcement officers, because the organization is made up mostly, as far as their speakers are concerned, of uh, retired law, uh, Leos, but they, they get the word out in a way that gets people's attention who normally wouldn't pay any attention to the uh, the drug decriminalization or the drug legalization movement, uh, because there's a certain segment of society out there that has this you know law and order mentality and... Uh, they're just more likely to listen to the words of somebody who is who can call themselves a, a cop or a, a former cop. And this weekend, uh, things kind of got a little heated with law enforcement against prohibition, where our friend Brad Jardis was kicked off. He was removed from uh, the ranks of law enforcement against prohibition and told he was not allowed to associate himself. Uh, not allowed to mention that uh, you know he is a, a speaker for, representing, or a member of law enforcement against prohibition. And so we talked in detail about it on Monday, and I said I wanted to invite someone from the board of directors who voted unanimously to remove Brad onto the program to uh, to talk about it. And we actually got the executive director, Jack Cole, is back with us. Uh, Jack, it's been a while since we've had you on the program. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Thank you. Well, thank you for uh, for taking the time out tonight here to talk about this, which is inevitably not going to be an, an easy subject to address. Uh, a number of our listeners are are pretty upset over over what happened uh, this weekend with Brad being removed from law enforcement against prohibition. And I guess we should start with getting your position as the executive director of the organization. By the way, people can go to leap.cc to learn more about the the group. Uh, that's leap.cc. But maybe you could just summarize what you guys were thinking when uh, when you decided to get rid of Brad. First off, we didn't get rid of Brad. He's still a member of Leap. He oh, really? He can no longer represent us. We don't we don't throw anybody out of the organization. Oh, I misunderstood. We tell people when they can can and cannot represent us as speakers. 
And the reason, uh, the reason in the letter that I sent him, or the message I sent him, I said, uh, uh, you, you can't, can no longer represent us as a speaker or for or member of LEAP in your publications, interviews, public, private addresses. I see. So he is still because, a member. was because on top of that uh, uh, comment that he made, uh, it said, uh, member of law enforcement against prohibition. So I didn't want to just say if if you can't be a speaker because he wasn't speaking. He just wrote member of law enforcement against prohibition. But he's not thrown out. He's no longer a speaker for us. I see. I, I misunderstood. When I read uh, your letter, which is posted over at, uh, at freekeen.com, uh, when it said that uh, he he was to stop referring to himself as a member of LEAP, I thought that meant that he was no longer a member. It just means that he can't, even though he is a member, he can't refer to himself as being a member? Oh, I, what I indicated was in his, in his uh, what is it, public addresses, his uh, public... Uh, here's the reason. Uh, and I think... You know where this thing ran, uh, his comments, but it starts out from law enforcement against prohibition member Brad Jardis. Right, right. Now, point of, that, point of information, is, Jack, before, well, before that you... That makes it look like this was us. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I agree with that, I, yes. Well, I see what you're saying, but point of information, number one, uh, what you're referring to is a blog post at freekeen.com that led to all of this happening. Uh, Brad wrote a, wrote up a, essentially an essay talking about why it is that he refuses to arrest uh, medical marijuana users. And what happened was I actually took his essay, which was originally posted on our the Freekeen forum at freekeen.com. I took that message and I put it into a blog post so so more people would be able to uh, to see this. I actually wrote the the first paragraph that you were referencing, uh, the from law enforcement against prohibition member Brad Jardis, a 10-year veteran of the NH police force and probably the most courageous cop I've ever known. Colon. Then there's a quoted segment that actually includes what Brad said. So if you actually look at what Brad said, Jack, he didn't actually refer to himself as a member of law enforcement against prohibition at any point uh, in his statement. Well, you you are right about that, but uh, I think the same thing occurred uh, that that the people reading this assumed that he was speaking for us. So okay, so uh, basically, let me, tell you, let me tell you why we have a problem with that. Please do. Sure. We've been around seven years now. We have just under twenty thousand members now, and we're growing all the time. And I think we're one of the best chances uh, that anybody has of of ending drug prohibition. In order to do that, we have to grow much, much larger than we are right now. And we are currently actually negotiating with four different police federations, a total of uh, just over 50,000 police officers, and we're negotiating to get them to uh, endorse LEAP and its mission statement. And there's no way in the world they would endorse us if uh, they think that we're, we agree that it, it's okay to raise your 
your right hand and swear you're going to uphold all the laws and then decide that you're only going to uphold the laws that you agree with. I definitely understand where you're coming from, and I hope that your organization is able to uh, to secure those agreements that uh, that you're looking to uphold. But uh, just you know, to, to question that, uh, it's my understanding that Brad swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, and that the intention of the police. I mean, if you go and you pull up many police uh, organizations, uh, they're 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 forming documents, uh, their their mission statements. That kind of thing. If you pull that up, you'll find out that there are statements in there that say that uh, you know it's it's their job to protect uh, peaceful men and women from uh, from aggression, and uh, and that uh, Brad swore to uphold the Constitution. I don't know if that necessarily means that if a law, in his opinion, violates the Constitution, he should be enforcing it. Do you? Well, in the first place, no law violates the Constitution unless the judges tell you a law violates. The Constitution. So you're saying that uh, that true. law enforcement officers should not be able to uh, to make their own individual decisions about what is and what is not constitutional. Well, I, I think they absolutely should not be able to make their own uh, decision about what is and what isn't constitutional. But I don't think that anybody that feels that they shouldn't be arresting people for medical marijuana or whatever else they choose should not be able to try to do that. That's their own choice. Jack, I want to bring and you back here. I know that uh, we've got fact, I know we've got you for the entire hour if uh, if you've got it. So, I want to sure. hang on to you. We're going to sure. bring you back 800-259-9231 is the number if you got a question for Jack Cole from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. It's Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. We've got a bunch of features on our site, including our Facebook profile. Head over to facebook.freetalklive.com and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. When it comes to personal protection... Do what top police, military, and civilian defense instructors get for themselves, their families, and um, and what's recommended for you, it's the Tiger Light. It's a non-lethal defense system, and you can check it out at tiger.freetalklive.com. It is a integrated uh, flashlight and pepper spray altogether, tiger.freetalklive.com. Okay, so we're talking with Jack Cole. He's the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. We've had, it on, had him on the program in the past to talk about LEAP and what they do, and and I do appreciate uh, the work that, that LEAP does. I appreciate that they're reaching out to to people in law enforcement and sharing the, uh, sharing with them the idea that, hey, maybe this whole prohibition thing isn't uh, all it's cracked up to be. Maybe in point of fact it's actually causing more harm uh, than uh, than it helps. And, and you know, their, their message, I think, is on target as far as their anti-prohibition message. And I don't take issue with that. But what I do take issue with is that uh, a friend of the show, Brad Jardis, 
the law enforcement against former law enforcement against prohibition speaker uh, is now been removed from the ranks of speaker and is not allowed to associate law enforcement against prohibition with uh, with his name, basically, because he made the statement that he would no longer as a law enforcement officer, no longer arrest medical cannabis users. Well, it sounds to me like the reason that it happened, from what I'm hearing from a Jack Hole, is, is that the preface that you put in front of uh, Brad's Brad's post is that, like, this might be a, a sort of a, a, a bit of confusion. Brad didn't identify himself as law, law enforcement against prohibition. No, we pointed you that did. out. We did point that out. And the post in question is over at freekeen.com. And, uh, and Jack Cole is still with us here. If you've got a question for him, 800-259-9231. Uh, but, Jack, even though I made that post, uh, you're still holding Brad responsible for being uh, for, for taking that position just in general, whether or not he associated the term law enforcement against prohibition with with his original post. Is that right? I think everybody, certainly everybody up there where you are, knows that Brad is a speaker for law enforcement against prohibition, or was. So when he made that statement, we can't uh, go along with that statement, so we told him he can no longer be a speaker for us. As a matter of fact, we said he can't be a speaker for us while he's espousing those views. Right, and the views that he was espousing... He could never, ever be another speaker for us, but not while he's espousing those views. We just, we can't have that. Right, so in, in order, order to... Uh, I, I really even believe in uh, civil disobedience in some cases, but... But uh, this is not appropriate for our organization. It might be appropriate for him or you. But we choose our speakers to represent us. And we have a, we have a goal. We have certain ideas of how we're going to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. And if we just let people go off and say anything they wanted, uh, I think we'd be a laughing stock shortly. I, I see. Um, I see that there's there's some value in what uh, I'm hearing Jack say here. Is that, you know, if if you compromise the principle of a law enforcement officer, which is to enforce the law, it's not a constitution enforcement officer. It's a law enforcement officer. And I'm not saying that I don't want more law enforcement officers to pay attention to the constitution, but it's sort of an interpretive situation there. I, I would like to address that Please. when you get done. No, well, go right ahead. I'm done. The the whole idea of him interpreting the constitution. I I, I understand certainly that I, you know he's not. There's, there are people who's who have a role for specifically doing that, and I would I certainly wouldn't. I don't think that uh, I understand the notion of a law officer not just interpreting it however he wants and deciding what laws to enforce. But I feel like it, there's this sense that there's if there's doubt, he should err on the side of human rights, as opposed to saying, well, I, I think there's the you know making up uh, saying that this law isn't strong enough or something. I think it's. You know, I, it's 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 also if if he were given an order, for instance, by a by a superior that he sincerely felt was an unlawful order, then you know he he needs to use his own exercise his own conscience and hopefully err on the side of human rights. So I, that's what I see him doing, as opposed to just sort of interpreting the Constitution. Jack, any Jack. comments on that? Jack, do we still have you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just trying to think of. Uh, oh, that's okay. Might explain this to you. Well, you know, I believe I believe in the rule of law, and I think the the reason we have such credibility throughout this nation, why eighty percent of the people who listen to us at any of the five thousand five hundred uh, presentations we made in the last six years agree with us, 
That is only due to the fact that we are law enforcers who do live up to what we say, swore we would live up to. Right. And if, if, you, if you decide that it's okay for law enforcers to live by some rule that they make up themselves by how they interpret the reading of laws or the Constitution... It seems to me like that's when you get things that that start going bad. And when I say going bad, you know, I'm old enough that I remember during the Civil Rights era, uh, the main group of uh, police officers that were interpreting the law themselves were people who were protecting people in the South who were committing terrible crimes against human beings because they were a different color. But that, that was and mostly think, laws that, that, that told them to do that. There were laws. Uh, there were very few. Uh, no, there weren't laws that told them. There weren't laws that told them, uh, don't arrest somebody who's murdered someone. I understand that, but what about they when were, they were they arresting were, they people were, for sitting? They were interpreting for, what about when they arrested Rosa Parks? And doing things for themselves, and the rule of law didn't exist anymore. Either you have laws or you don't have laws. You know, I'm not... Well, I understand I, I that, but what about the cases when they arrested... the laws we have, and I think we've got probably three times as many laws as we would ever need. Jack, you're and ignoring the other side of the me, coin, I would though. say if you're going to pass a law, you've got to, you've got to also uh, negate two laws every time you pass a new one. But, okay, but let's look at the other of side the of the coin. I do believe in, in the rule of law. I think it's necessary. Okay, well, let's look at the other side of the coin. When, they, when there were laws, segregation laws, massive ones, when there were, people were being prevented from being able to work, people were being told to sit on the back of the bus, people were told they couldn't eat in a certain restaurant or use a certain water fountain, that was all the law. And at what point? And, and to me, and, and when and when in Nazi Germany there was even there were worse laws that were overtly killing people, and there were enforcers that were doing that. And if you asked any of them, they would have said, "I'm just doing my job." And I think that the drug war is not as overtly, clearly hurting people. But those, you, I'm sure you know, and I know that those laws are hurting people. Very innocent people are being harmed. Families are being broken up. There are children that are being they're without their fathers. Because they're being arrested for, for things that, that they shouldn't be arrested for. And there are innocent people being hurt by those laws. And anybody who's engaged in that is taking part in hurting innocent people. And I think that's this, this where uh, Brad realizes this. And, and the fact that he sh- has a conscience, I hope, would impact other police officers to realize that, that those things are hurting innocent people. I want to make sure, Jack, I, 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 Jack, I, I want to make sure you have a chance. Yeah, I want to make sure you have a chance to respond. We're, uh, we're coming up on another uh, break here, okay. so we're going to come back with more yeah, uh, with Jack Cole, 800-259-9231. I did want to get into this issue of morality here because there's two sides to this, I think, from our perspective. Uh, there's the constitutional side of things, which is Brad's interpretation of that document. And then there's also the moral side of things, is doing what's right and doing what's wrong. More coming up here with Free Talk Live and Jack Cole. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at swordmovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit swordmovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231, though you'll get priority on the phones if you've got a question or comment for uh, Jack Cole. He's the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Leap.cc is their website. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free, and they include our uh, chat room. Head on over to uh, chat.freetalklive.com to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. That's chat.freetalklive.com. Public policy internships with the Institute for Humane Studies. You can learn about public policy by interning in state or federal policy organizations. Uh, it's the Charles G. Koch Fellowship Summer Fellowship Program. It includes a, an opening week-long seminar, an eight-week paid summer internship, and a closing seminar. They get You get weekly policy lectures, and there are 70 organizations to choose from, from Washington, D.C., and state policy organizations all across the United States. You can be part of, part of the fellowship program uh, if you apply by January the 31st, so it's really coming up. Go to libertarianinternships.com. And uh, you'll have to sign up for an account there before you get the full information. It's libertarianinternships.com. Okay, we're on. Uh, we've got Brad, Jack Cole with us, and he's talking about the situation involving Brad Jardis, a former speaker of law enforcement against prohibition, removed from the speaker's roles over the weekend uh, because he came out and said that as a law enforcement officer, he was no longer going to do what was wrong and enforce uh, bad laws against peaceful people, specifically cannabis. Uh, he was not going to enforce cannabis laws against medical cannabis users. Now, for me, it wasn't a, a, the position I would have liked to have heard him take. I would have liked to him say, hear him say he wasn't going to enforce any uh, drug laws against any peaceful people because... Well, he's not. Well, he quit law enforcement a few right. days later. A couple of but, days later, and I think that that's very, really important to this scenario. No, I don't think it's important at all because what, what we're talking about here is with uh, Jack Cole and their response to his position of, as a law enforcement officer, deciding to do the right thing rather than just talking about doing the right thing, which is one of the things that Leap is good at. They're very good at talking against prohibition and advocating for the end of, uh, of prohibition, but when one officer decides to actually do something and refuse to enforce a law that he thinks is harming people. And and I think uh, everybody that looks at this issue would say, yes, these laws are hurting people. Uh, it, was, it was a shock to me that uh, that he was uh, he was removed from the speaker's roles of the organization and told he couldn't associate uh, publicly uh, his name with with Leap. And Jack, you're back with us. And you heard Dale asking you about the morality of, uh, you know, the, the issue here. And I think that's one of the, the confusion, the confusing parts of all this, because you had said in your reason, your letter to Brad, that uh, you thought it was uh, that it wasn't. Uh, you know, I can actually pull up the actual uh, the actual quote here that you think that it is. Um, shoot, I, I can't pull it up. But anyway, essentially unethical and wrong. That's that's what it was. Unethical and wrong to uh, to refuse to enforce these laws. And so can you can you respond to that? No, unethical. No, not to refuse to enforce the laws. Unethical and wrong to swear an oath of allegiance to the, the rule of law and then say, except for the laws that I don't agree with. That is unethical and wrong. So what in I that case, is it, is would it, have been the thing to do, and others of our members have done it, huh? is if you really feel that way, you should resign and then work very hard to try to change those laws. You can either do that in or out of the, the law enforcement, but if you're going to stay in law enforcement, then you have to abide by your oath of office. Otherwise, it means nothing. 
So would you say that a law enforcement officer who is told to, for instance, load uh, Jews on a train car should, uh, if he wants to continue being a law enforcement officer, go ahead and follow those uh, immoral orders? I think he should resign. He should get out of there, certainly. In order that, but, but then know, he'll be replaced you know, to, by someone to, else. To take, to take what is going on here and remove it to a different country at a different age is just clouding the, the I, I disagree. No, no, I terribly disagree with that. We have to learn from that. history, and 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 I and I and I can't help but ask you, where would you draw the line? We're not in that history. I think that I we don't think there's. We're in our own history now. Right, one where 1.5 million people, as you know, Jack, are taken away from their freedom and put into uh, cages. And if somebody uh, like Brad just up and quits his job, then that leaves an open position for uh, another sadist, for instance, to come in and take that position. And if he stays in there and says, I'm not going to uh, do my job, only two things are going to happen. He's either going to resign or he's going to get fired. I think the the ethical thing to do would be to resign in the first place, because then you are not going against what you vowed you would do, uphold the laws of the state and federal government. And I don't know. I don't know about you. But that's not what Where he vowed to do, Jack. This idea that you that you only that you only swear an oath to the to the Constitution of your state. You swear an oath to the Constitution of the United States and and to the state that you live in and to all the federal and state laws that exist. Let me let you me clarify that something. Hold those. That's what I swore to, and that's what every police officer that I know of. Well, let let me let me just share with you here from the local police department here in Keene, New Hampshire. I've got their website up in front of me here, their professional ethics page under the department's statement of values, where it says that they will obey and enforce the laws of the state of New Hampshire with courage, diligence, and discretion. And it sounds to me like that last part means that if they feel like they need to use discretion and not enforce a law that they feel should not be enforced, then that is completely within their purview. We just discussed that. Discretion is something discretion is something that applies when a police officer is dealing with an individual on the spot and they decide they're going to do A or B at that point. That's discretion. When you state publicly that you are not going to enforce a given law. That is not discretion. That's civil disobedience. So you're saying it was just... So you're saying that there's no problem in your mind with law enforcement officers out there doing the right thing quietly on a day-to-day basis, but if they actually speak up and announce that it is their intention to do the right thing and stop hurting peaceful people, then that's where it becomes objectionable to your perspective? What I said is that that's a, that's pretty much what I said. Yeah, it becomes objectable, uh, objectionable, not because of just the statement. It becomes objectionable because they have sworn that they were going to do one thing when they went in, and now they're saying, "Yes, I'm going to do that," except when I don't agree with it. You know, I think that if if one so, so that means every police officer is 
deciding which laws they're going to enforce, which laws they're not going to enforce. And I think would you really like to live under police yes, like yes, that? I would. Absolutely. And the reason well, why, and, 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 if I may, if I may, Jack, if they decide if, if, not to enforce are your civil rights. Again, well, that's exactly I just said. Not to well, now we're back to what I addressed. Privacy. Now we're back to what I addressed, Jack, is not them just enforcing what laws they want, but if there is doubt, erring on the side of human rights. And so that's it. That's what I would like to live under. I would like them to live under peace officers again. I think that you think every police officer is going to do that if we just get do away with the rule of law. They don't obey the law. Jack, a lot of them don't obey the law as it is. But I would like them to have a conscience about the idea of that their job is to protect people and human rights and get back to the role of peace officers. It says it right here in the Law Enforcement Code of Ethics, again from the uh, the local police department. As a law enforcement officer, my fundamental duty is to serve mankind, to safeguard lives and property, to protect the innocent against deception, the weak against oppression or intimidation, the peaceful against violence and disorder, and to respect the constitutional rights of all people to liberty, equality, and justice. And if that's where it ended, then I think that would be fine. But uh, these laws that they are enforcing, they put the peaceful in a dangerous position. They use violence against peaceful people. That's what the drug laws do. They hurt peaceful people. And uh, and so it seems fully within the law enforcement code of ethics for a law enforcement officer to stand up and say, this law is unethical, this law is wrong, and I will not be a part of it. I can't imagine. I don't know one single police officer that would ever stand up and say, I am no longer going to enforce murder laws, or I'm no longer going to enforce rape laws. But I think that uh, each individual officer should be able to make those decisions for themselves because that's another line of protection for those of us against these politicians that just feel like they can do whatever they want to us. I'll let you come back uh, with a response, Jack, if you don't mind. Hang on. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is about right and wrong. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves if you've got a question for Jack Cole, 800-259-9231. Jack is the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, an organization that that I think deserves uh, attention from people in law enforcement because they do have a good message. They do have a very anti-prohibitionist message, which I I heartily endorse that particular message. What the uh, the conflict on the show here tonight is about, that uh, is about Law Enforcement Against Prohibition's executive board kicking off uh, from their speaker's roster, one of their speakers, Brad Jardis, who is a, uh, also um, at one time a week ago was a member of, of law enforcement, and he had come out and said that he was no longer going to be enforcing uh, the uh, drug laws against medical cannabis users. And Leap came out and said, well, you know, we have this position that says that we believe in the rule of law and that uh, law enforcement officers need to be uh, enforcing those laws. And, and as Jack pointed out here tonight, if Jack said if, if if the law enforcement officer doesn't agree with the law, then he should quit his job. And I think that's where one of the points of disagreement is here, because I just looked at the Law Enforcement Code of Ethics on the local police department website, which says that it's their fundamental duty to serve mankind, to safeguard lives and property, to protect the innocent against deception, the weak against oppression or intimidation, and the peaceful against violence or disorder. So, Jack, I want to make sure you have plenty of time to respond here, because we uh, went and ran into that break there unceremoniously a moment ago. But am I understanding that what you're saying is that if a law that the politicians pass violates the law enforcement code of ethics, as I just read it, 
that they should still, a law enforcement officer should still go ahead and enforce that law or quit his job? He can always quit his job or she can quit her job. So it doesn't. So the code of ethics doesn't really mean anything, uh, right? That it's their fundamental duty the to code, protect. No, you got it. You got it exactly wrong. The code of ethics does mean something. It means that when you raise your right hand and swear to uphold the, the laws of the federal government and the state government, that's what you're going to do. And when you say, "No, I'm not going to do that," because I read the Constitution and my interpretation of the Constitution tells me I don't have to do that, then you're violating your your oath of office. But, but now, he, he's if, looking if at... you don't agree with that, I'm not going to convince you that you... Clearly, we're not that. convincing anybody but of anything I will say here. this. I will say this, regardless of whether you agree with that or not, this organization that I run is a non-profit educational organization that's run by a board of directors that has... Our goal is to reduce death, disease, crime, and addiction by ending drug prohibition. Ending drug prohibition means something that's going to help everybody in this country. And to get all bound up here, batting at feathers over this thing, is wrong. We, we say who can speak for us and who can't speak for us. And if we feel that somebody is doing something that we think is going to cause the majority of people in this country to lose respect for us, then I am going to remove that person as a speaker. I agree with they you, can Jack. do whatever they want. We Jack. didn't fire him. We didn't take money away from him. We didn't do anything. All we said is he can't represent us. Uh, Jack, I agree. What is so terrible about that? Uh, I, I, I have to agree with you, I, and I haven't had much of a chance to chime in because it's the, been the double-team smackdown here. And I, um, but I think that you know the disposition, if you guys hadn't have come out, that it would have uh, been the first step in turning LEAP towards a, an organization of outlaw law enforcement officers. Well, I agree with you on that as well, Jack, that you have every right to do what you did. Um, to you know that you're you're you know you're doing what you feel is going to be best for your goals. I understand that. I, I do disagree that it's going to be good for your goals, but I I do agree with your right to do it certainly. Jack, do you have anything else you want to share tonight? Because I do have a phone call that uh, is waiting for you. Can we can we go to that? Yeah, yeah, bring them on. Let's talk to Wolfgang in Nevada. Wolfgang, you're on with Jack Cole, the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Hello, you there? You're on Hello? with Jack. Hi, Wolfgang. Yeah, hey. we're here. Hey, okay, when they raise their right hands, the words they recite aren't the words that you're saying. The, the, the words come right from the constitutions themselves, like the, the, the oath that the president swears is right in the Constitution, and it always um, itemizes the, to the, their loyalty to the Constitution first and then the laws. If they wanted, if, if the... If it was like you're saying, it would the oath would say that they're only swearing to obey the laws, but it says they they swear to obey the Constitution and then the laws. So you shouldn't say that he that uh, he's in violation of that oath because he's not. Thank you, Wolfgang, for the call. Well, the Jack, your comments. I, the oath I took that I served under for 26 years in the New Jersey State Police did not come from the Constitution. We swore to uphold. The Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of the state, and all of the laws, federal, state, and local ordinances. You, you, 
That's what you swear to uphold. And you don't swear to uphold all of them except for these few that I disagree with. You know, I don't understand what's hard to uh, I, what's I, hard to see about that. I can't Either you believe that. in law or you don't believe in law. I, I, and I, I do believe in law. And I don't, I don't think that these drug laws are any good. As a matter of fact, I think they're terrible. They're, they're, they're not only failed policies, they're a self-perpetuating, constantly expanding disaster that just causes us more problems every year than we had the year before. But the way to change those... We have a system to change that. And the system isn't just let any police officer do anything they darn well please because they decided that's what they're going to do. I, I respect that, uh, Jack, that they shouldn't just choose what they enforce or not enforce. And I, and I, I think what can, I'd like to I clarify... You know, I, can, I, can I make a point here? Go for it. I spent 26 years in the New Jersey State Police. Now, if those folks down there didn't create racial profiling... They certainly raised it to a high art form. And the reason they were able to do that was because it was discretionary who you stop. You know, it was so discretionary, they didn't have to give any reason for who they stopped. So we we had things going on down there that were just so disgusting, I couldn't believe it. Like, uh, at one point, we got accused of racial profiling, and, uh, and everybody was saying, oh, no, we're not doing that. And some television company went out and put up a, a video camera on the northbound lanes of the turnpike and the southbound lanes of the turnpike, and they counted how many cars went down that turnpike in a number of days, what the percentage of those cars had at least one person of color in it. Twenty-two percent had one person of color in it. Then they went down to the state offices and found out, and this was only state police involved in this because we're the only ones on the turnpike, how many arrests were people of color? Well, not people of color, black, that are listed as black. 89% of the arrests on the turnpike at that point were black folks. They were only 22% of the cars with at least one person of color in them. You know, yeah. So I see what happens when you allow officers to go and do what, whatever the heck they feel like without a rule of law. I agree with that. You've got to have this thing. Policing is is not like any other occupation. We're the only group in the United States who can not only stop your forward motion and arrest you, we can shoot you. We can kill you and get away with it. This is such a, a volatile thing. You have to have a rule of law with these people. I agree with I'm that. Sorry. I, actually I, am against... I get a little okay. carried away with it. I'm sorry. I agree that that I actually I don't like the discretion that they have. I feel like they can be very favor. They can show favoritism. That's to why people. we want to change and the laws. So I, they yes, don't I, I don't. I don't. I feel so like they can show favor. They can't favor- arrest anybody for these drug laws. Let, let me just finish my no? statement. I feel like they can. Yeah. Uh, they show favoritism to some people. They get uh, they get people to they depending on how people behave in their presence, they might decide to crack down when they might not otherwise have. So I have difficulty with the discretion in the first place. But I think what I'd like to clarify my position as and why this seems like such an extreme position to me is 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 the idea of at some point drawing a line. You know, I understand this idea of following the law, but when there's a point where I think you have to recognize at some point your conscience has to come to bear. And there's this endorsement that they should follow the law no matter what. 
uh, or that, that they should not choose to err on the side of human rights in the case of a of a horrible human rights violation. And there's that's what bothers me. That's what concerns me is it seems like a very extremist position when the, there there's never a line. You know, well, he I, says I would, there is a line. You just I have to. I don't think quit. you're listening to what I said. I said discretion. They have the discretion with each individual to arrest or I, not arrest. I did hear that. It's not a felony. I did hear and that. And when but they're the... doing it with an individual, that's discretion. When they announce that they're not going to enforce this law across the board, that's no longer discretion. Jack, uh, Brad didn't actually say across the board. He specifically, he's against all the prohibition laws. Well, we're unfortunately medical uh, marijuana users. Unfortunately, because... we are all uh, fresh out of time here, Jack. I appreciate you coming on. Folks okay. can go to leap.cc. L-E-A-P. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Thanks Jack. for taking the time out tonight. I appreciate it. I understand it was probably a, a challenging interview. Uh, leap.cc is the Law Enforcement Against Prohibition website. We can continue the discussion here uh, in a moment. And thanks to uh, Jack Cole for coming on tonight. All right, there's more coming up here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour two on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we launch here into the second hour of the program tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I want to come back to the issue of law enforcement against prohibition and Jack Cole uh, their executive director kicking out one of their uh, members from the speakers list because of one of the things he said about not enforcing bad laws on people. I want to get back to that topic. Unfortunately, we uh, we actually double booked guests tonight. Uh, normally, we don't have more than one guest per night, but uh, I guess there was not good communication usually between not you and even I. one. <laughs> Yeah, usually there's no uh, no guests on the program, but uh, we do have to make room for Catherine Albrecht. She is here uh, with us with a very uh, special announcement. With a, what is a, I consider an exciting announcement, actually. Uh, Catherine is also with StartPage.com. Of course, you may know her name from uh, her book, which I believe is uh, Spy Chips. Spy Chips. Uh, I've Cat- got a signed copy. Catherine, <laughs> are, you, are you there? Oh, yeah, I sure am. Hi, guys. Hey, Catherine. Nice to talk to you again. Uh, you're also with StartPage.com, and we talked to you back when StartPage uh, kicked off uh, our, our, our partnership our, uh, together, where we've been talking about StartPage uh, for a while now on the program and telling our listeners about how it is that StartPage.com is the place to go 
because not only do you get results from 12, it's a search engine, not only do you get results from something like 12 different uh, search providers all uh, cobbled together for you, but you also have complete privacy in your searches. And for me, that's you know, that's a really big feature for a search engine to have, uh, to have in the, a day and age in which most search engines are logging everything that you type in and uh, using that information for who knows what uh, purposes. So that was great. I mean, startpage.com was great as is, but you've got something that's pretty big to announce, so I'll let you take care of that. Oh, it's totally awesome. Well, first of all, let me say a happy International Data Privacy Day to you guys and all your <laughs> listeners. That is a, an official holiday today. <laughs> well, I didn't get it off from work. I don't know about you, but... Uh, no, no, they didn't. It, it, is, it is an acknowledged holiday in the U.S., Canada, and 18 other countries around the world, so uh, it is International Data Privacy Day, and in celebration of that, this is the day that about six months were worth of IT development work and kicking the tires and, and uh, marketing background and all sorts of things we've done at StarPage have culminated in the release of our brand new proxy. So what this means uh, is now when you do your searches on StarPage.com, you go on and you look up whatever it is. Uh, the, the, the search I've been doing just for kicks has been DARPA. <laughs> <laughs> Just go on to startpage.com, uh, type DARPA in there, and you'll get, of course, the first uh, link you'll get is darpa.mil, uh, the people who brought you things like, oh, I don't know, pupating insects with tracking devices embedded inside of them that can fly around and uh, beam home images from inside your house to... <laughs> To, to pain beams that can, uh, you know, laser beams that you can use to microwave people and cause them pain at a, at a distance. All kinds of groovy stuff coming out of DARPA. So that's a website you might think twice before just kind of logging on and poking around because obviously every time you log on to any website, they capture your IP address. They interact with your browser in ways that could result on malicious websites in getting malware or spyware placed on your computer without your knowledge or permission. It could result in something as simple as putting tracking cookies on your browser, which happens all the time with commercial websites all over the place. So when you want to connect to a website that you have a little bit of a, an uneasy feeling about, what you can do is go on Start Page, do your search, you know, DARPA or whatever it might be, sneaky insects, whatever you want to look up. <laughs> when you get the results underneath the results, so you'll have the option of clicking on it normally and just going straight to the website. You then leave and lose all of those start page protections. Like we don't record your IP address. We don't make a record of your searches. Uh, there's really no data at all that's collected. But when you leave and you go to DARPA's website, they get to see you. Well, the new thing you can do is when you want to visit that website anonymously and invisibly, you click proxy, which is right underneath the, uh, the web result. So every result has this little proxy option. When you click it, start page actually goes out to the website in question, grabs the information, <clears throat> actually loads the page for you through their server. So what DARPA sees is that some server, you know, in San Jose, California, that belongs to start page went on to their page and loaded it up. And what, uh, what you see is the actual page with a start page data protected window around it. So you have this little proxy window and anything that you click from within that window. So let's say now you want to kind of poke around and look at some sublinks. Those will all load within that same proxy window as well. So it's essentially a way that you can go on any page on the Internet totally invisibly and anonymously. Start page is not going to be watching you. If you use the encrypted version, which is uh, instead of going H, you know, you go to startpage.com. Your URL bar will say HTTP colon slash slash blah, blah, blah. All you have to do is put in an S. So it's HTTPS like secure. 
And that will actually encrypt your transmissions even further so that even your own ISP, your Comcast or, or your AT&T or whoever's providing you with your Internet service, they won't be able to see what you're doing either or even where you're going. So that's so, really taking privacy uh, to the next level. Not only are, are your searches private through startpage.com, but there's an option uh, on every search result that allows you to essentially surf to that website through StartPage's servers, protecting your IP address, protecting your information completely. Yeah, and also protecting you from the potential that somebody could load malware and spyware on your computer. And I want to point out today's headline story with like 50-point font on WorldNet Daily at WND.com was all about this. Actually, I did a, a great interview yesterday or had a great conversation with uh, one of their reporters, and we talked about Google Yahoo and Bing and what those guys are doing and and why we need to be, you know, cautious about just jumping onto any old search engine. And what, what I pointed out and what I think people need to realize and why, you know, we need to support companies like StartPage is when you go on to Google or Yahoo or Bing or whatever search engine you're using, they're they're making a record of all your searches. And you may think, well, you know, big deal, what do I care? The reality is that they are amassing these data dossiers on Americans that would, you know, make the KGB green with envy. We're talking about sort of an eye-in-the-sky view, and it's things that you wouldn't even tell your own mother. You know, we, we have this illusion when we sit in a room, and we've got the door shut, and we're alone, and it's just us and the computer. We have this illusion that probably stems from, you know, the early days when, when we would be reading books or sitting in the library. <laughs> You'd know, hey, I'm reading what's in the book. Nobody else is around. Mm -hmm. But what we don't realize, when you're on a computer, especially if you're on a data-hungry website like Google, which loves to amass data about everything, every single click you make is monitored and observed. And so we unthinkingly go on. You know, a woman has a miscarriage. She goes on, and what does she do? She looks it up on Google. You get prescribed a new medication. What do you do? You go look up the side effects on Google. You get a rash between your toes. Where do you go? You go to Google. Um, you, you, you're worried about getting laid off from your job. You look up unemployment benefits on Google. You're having problems in your marriage. You look up a marriage counselor on Google. <laughs> so we're essentially giving these people these, these incredibly intimate glimpses that they put together and they create this, this complete and total picture of your life. Now, where this is problematic for people who care about liberty and people who are concerned about government tyranny is if you look back, what, what actually converted me, because I used to use Google like everybody else, thinking that there was no alternative and not really wanting to know, <laughs> I kind of buried my head in the sand. And what woke me up was when Google uh, partnered with the Centers for Disease Control to identify people that they thought might have the flu on the basis of their Google searches. And so what they would do is they actually installed an algorithm that would watch you. And if you put in certain terms and certain combinations that led them to think that you might have the flu, like maybe you looked up chicken soup and Robitussin in the same search, then they would use your IP address to pinpoint your location and put a red dot on a map. Sure. And, and the way they did that was just for informational purposes. They weren't exactly uh, you know, turning over your locations exactly, but that they could, right? I mean, if the government well, came to them the and thing. said... Yeah, exactly. They the, the the thing that concerned me about it is that Google does have all that in, other information about you. They're obviously partnering with the federal government. They partnered with the CDC for this. They turned over all these locations, uh, you know, in their Google Google flu trends map to the government. And you know, you you may say, well, that's not a big deal. The the thing that I think is a big deal though is because Google and these other search engines, Yahoo and Bing, have such 
a, a complete picture of our lives. If we get to the point where one of these, you know, I don't know, some Patriot Act request comes in and says, hey, I want to know everybody who voted for Ron Paul. Right. Even, or I even, want to know everybody who cares about the Constitution. Catherine, we're, we're short on time. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, even if uh, even if they didn't want to give it up to uh, the government, the government could still just take their servers and could take all the information, whereas StartPage.com <laughs> doesn't even have that information that they can take from them. You got it. So now you've got uh, total proxy browsing available through uh, startpage.com and it's free there's no membership fee right Catherine? nope it's free it's good stuff it's uh, advertiser supported and uh, you, can, you don't have to click on the ads you can, uh, plus you, you mentioned can Yahoo and Bing and you get those results in the search results from startpage.com so it's just as good hey Catherine thanks for stopping in and telling us about that because I'm right, pretty thanks, excited guys. about it thank you for the call tonight more coming up this is Free Talk Live do you remember the old Libertarian Party back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, a webcam, and even listen lines. You can go get all the details, listen for free. Around the clock at freetalklive.com. Actually, go to listen.freetalklive.com. And if you want gold and silver, go to gold.freetalklive.com. Indeed, we um, we have gold and silver available at uh, some of the best rates that you're going to find on the internet. Um, you know, it's you can spend all your time researching for the very best rate on each individual coin, and there probably there has to be right. It's a huge internet out there. There has to be some better rate. On an individual coin, but uh, we've tried to compile the very best rates that we can on you know all of these these coins in in uh, conjunction with Midas Resources. Also, we've set a program for people that you know say you're not doing very good at saving money. I can tell you that I, I really feel that um, you know most of my life I wasn't very good at that. We've set up a program where you can uh, you know call this telephone number and put a certain aside uh, you know every week or other, every other week whatever it is you get your paycheck. Just call 877-857-9938. It's 877-857-9938 and you can put 20 or 25 coins on layaway, pay on them um, weekly or bi-weekly and then when you've paid them off, they'll send them to you and you can do it all over again. Gold.freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231 allows you to dial in about anything. Peter's been waiting patiently in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Peter. Peter? Hi, guys. Uh, hey. Thanks very much for the show, and thank you to the people involved with StartPage. That's great news. I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know. Normally, when you're trying to find uh, proxy services on the Internet, if you manage to find one that actually functions, uh, they want to charge you money for it. So uh, this is amazing that it's you know, it's being done. That is what I found, too, and I, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to getting home and t- checking that out. Very um, good, sir. What else was on your I, mind? I was calling about uh, Jack's call in uh, Law Enforcement Against Pro- Prohibition. Um, I was very frustrated listening to that and trying to call in as quickly as possible. Uh, I really think that, like many politicians, and I mean he's a political, active 
person. That's really what his his organization is now. He he is either lying or he is incompetent to a dangerous point. Um, what do you mean? He was trying. I believe he is trying to distract from what it, what really happened uh, in this circumstance. First of all, aside from the fact that I disagree entirely, I believe that he. I hear people say this all the time. Refer to things like. Uh, Brad's discretion or an officer's discretion and not inflicting some sort of unjust or unconstitutional law on someone as civil disobedience, that is wrong. That is part of the system. That is by design. The oath that these people, what I would have liked to have asked him is hypothetically, in case he doesn't believe this applies here, if, <clears throat> if there is a conflict between the federal, the national constitution or the state constitution and some silly ordinance in a locale, what then should an officer do? And I can tell you that it is by design that they are supposed to weigh and, and come to a conclusion on whether or not it's, it's a harmful or a just law and, and defend the, the uh, superior law of the land, if you want to call it that, and, uh, and, the, and the rights of the, of the people. And, and another thing he, he mentioned uh, he acted. He, he turned it around as though um, discretion could be turned to assume power rather than uh, just to not interfere with people. Um, choosing not to interfere is not the same as choosing to interfere with somebody. And uh, somebody who who is understands the Constitution would. If, if somebody were out there aggressing upon people with or without some costume with a badge on, then it would be the right of every other person, including the people with the badges on, to stop that person. And when he tried to make it out as though an officer, how, how terrible it would be or whatever, with uh, officers using their own discretion and doing fill-in-the-brink, you know, use some of this terror logic, uh, the scariest possible scenario you can think of that they might just decide to do for themselves, as though that would be part of the system you're endorsing when you talk about discretion. Again, their job would be, as our servants, to operate within and the confines of a very small role and that also leads me to the point that the constitution state and federal were restrictions on the government that might possibly come to be there not the people so when he starts talking about uh he, he made a comment at one point about how the constitution uh if somebody uh let's see what did, what was it um what if what are the officers did decided to use their discretion and not enforce your, your rights. Well, that, that's silly. You don't have to enforce rights. Rights are a natural order of things. Mm. What, he was, what he was talking about is an officer neglecting his duties in, uh, in protecting someone, or worse, aggressing on somebody. And in that circumstance, if you had a, a, multi, a multitude of officers who all had their personal discretion in what's supposed to be a free society, who understand the Constitution, one bad guy going out to hurt a bunch of people will be stopped by one other officer who really is an officer who really is That's out there trying point. to help people. Yeah, that and, is a, that is all. All of those are uh, are excellent points, and I wish we had had more time with uh, with Jack. But we, you know, I, I told him it would be no longer than an hour, so I had to uh, yeah. to, to to end it there. But. I, 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 well, I was just going to suggest you can make another point, but I was just going to suggest if you haven't yet, maybe you might want to consider emailing your thoughts uh, to Jack and or the uh, the full executive board of law enforcement against prohibition. I did to Jack uh, immediately upon hearing about uh, Brad being given the boot, 
And uh, I probably should have to the entire board. I'm sure um, it got to them. Maybe and, not. Maybe. Um, one thing, you know, one other thing I'd like to say. Sure. I, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of trying to keep my thoughts organized here. No, but, go ahead. Uh, uh, Jack mentioned all I did was dismiss someone I didn't agree with who doesn't re- represent my organization in the proper way. This is where I had a problem. This is what I pointed out to him in, in my letter to him. If that's all he did, I would sit back and go, okay, another political organization without the courage to really take a step that, you know, like I believe it was Dale pointed out, he may think this is the proper thing for his organization. I don't agree, and Dale doesn't agree either. But that aside, he's got to do what he thinks is best. But that's not all he did. He didn't just say, you know what, your way is this way, ours is this way, and we no longer fit. He came out and said this guy was unethical that's true. and immoral. And that is very, very, very different, especially when the opposite is true. And this gets back to me feeling like this guy either is so backwards. Uh, I would say so that he's really – I think he's sincere in what he's saying. I think that his position is very well represented amongst the ranks of law enforcement. In fact, one of the questions I would have liked to have asked, and I, I, I just didn't have time to get it out, was when did – Law enforcement. When did peace officers become law enforcement officers? I mean, Jack Cole's, uh, you know, probably in his 60s, and he's been around for a while. So I just wonder, you know, he, they're talking about how law enforcement officers have to enforce the law. That's their job. Da 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 da. This kind of mindless automaton mentality. But they used to be called peace officers because if you look at their uh, code of ethics, it's a very peaceful sounding code of ethics to protect the peaceful against violence or disorder, to protect the innocent against deception, to serve mankind, to safeguard lives and property but so much of the mission of law enforcement today is to threaten lives and property to harm the peaceful to use violence against the peaceful and i think you're absolutely right great points tonight thanks for making them and uh, dialing in and taking the time with that 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line you can bring up anything and this is free talk live Are you giving candy again this year for valentine's day get creative man that's what shows women you care This year, get her Georgia's famous baklava. It's Osborne approved. Walnut baklava with 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All of the ingredients are premium and all natural. That's why it tastes so good. Shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fresh and delicious. Order by February 10th to make sure you have it in time for Valentine's Day at mandrik.com. M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. No C in there. Mandrik.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you uh, enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote the show over at promote.freetalklive.com. Just head over there and get a whole list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, expose the ideas of freedom to more people over at promote.freetalk live.com and if you need a solution for helping to eliminate those extra trips that one has to take with uh you know the grocery bags either taking them in from the car or say out to the boat or something like that try totasac it's uh spelled t-o-t-a-s-a-k no c in there totasac.com and uh you can go see this uh this 
wonderful little handle that I take with me every time I go to the grocery store. I don't even have to, to worry about a cart when I leave the leave the checkout line anymore. I just take these handles, and they're awesome. Um, Totasac.com. 1-800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone call, Stephen is in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Um, I just, before I get started what I'm talking about, uh, I'm not yet an amplifier uh, because uh, I keep spending my money on all your other stuff. I bought Totasax. <laughs> I bought about $1,000 worth of gold and silver at gold.freetalklive.com. Thank you. Wow. I bought a, uh, I bought a robot kitty uh, what do you call it? kitty litter thing, a uh, cat box from, uh, for 300 and something dollars from Amazon and some tools for my business. <laughs> and I set up a website through hostgator.com tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm, I'm really on it, but I just don't, now I'm out of money, so I can't be an amplifier. So uh, <laughs> that's all right. We, um, we appreciate it. I'm your sure adver- advertisers appreciate it. I was going to say your advertising is too effective. You need to tone it back a little. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I just uh, I just sent Mark a link uh, uh, through Facebook uh, about what I'm about to talk about. I found I was looking up some stuff online and just typing in certain keywords, and um, I found this poll that says why don't you smoke pot? And uh, it's really interesting. There's about it looks like about 20, 25 choices, and uh, they range from things like uh, it's dangerous. Uh, I've moved on to other drugs. Um, it's prohibitively expensive. It makes me sleepy, et cetera. Um, the fact that it is illegal, I get this is a poll of, by the way, 240 people who don't smoke pot, and I can't, you know, it's probably not scientific what, you know, plus or minus 5% or something would be probably a good guess for accuracy. And uh, the number two reason is that people don't smoke pot, people who don't smoke pot don't smoke it is because it's illegal, which that sounds like it's kind of high until you look at how many choices there are, and that's actually only 10% of the vote, uh, 20, 25 of the 240 people polled. Um, the number one reason was I just have no interest. Now, wait, point of and information, was, is this just an Internet poll anyone can vote in? Right, yeah, exactly. It's an Internet poll. It looks like it's closed. I Where is the, what's the website it. that it is on? It, it's on mrpoll.com. So it's just like a website I, where people can go and create their own polls? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we don't so know. We don't know who. Be terribly scientific. Yeah, scientific. obviously not, because we don't know who it was marketed to. We don't know who mm-hmm. those 240 people are and where they found the link to that uh, that led them there. Um, so, but still, interest. You know, kind of a, an interesting factoid, I suppose. You know, it's it's funny how um, only five percent of the uh, the population, at least the ones that answered this question, are deluded as to, to believing it's dangerous. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Five percent. That's right. That's on there. Yeah. It's probably um, you know more dangerous, say, than not smoking pot, but mm-hmm. it's not as dangerous as so many more activities that these people take take part in yeah. on a daily basis, like driving. Yeah, things like that. So, right. mm, yeah, drinking alcohol. <laughs> I oh, mean, no, no there's an activity that that's one. significantly more dangerous than smoking, smoking tobacco. Pot. Yeah. <laughs> now, if it's dangerous in the sense that there are armed people that may come after you and do terrible terrible things to you if you uh if you decide to uh, to, to to you know engage in it but i don't think that that's where i'm guessing that's not where the people the answer this uh yeah. what, what might have been coming from so steven did yep. you want to share anything else with us tonight 
No, I just uh, I enjoy the show, and thanks for your time. Hey, thank you for being out there. Appreciate uh, you patronizing our advertisers. 800-259-9231, and thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Apparently, uh, the gentleman that called in earlier, Wolfgang, uh, when he was talking with Jack, wanted to get a little bit more out. He emailed a follow-up. We had Jack Cole on from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Uh, Jack Cole was on to defend Law Enforcement Against Prohibition's policy of not allowing anyone to associate with their organization if they are out actively advocating that law enforcement officers not enforce bad laws. And I think it's an unfortunate position for Jack to take. He's not backing away from it. He believes that this is the best thing for his organization to do. And to that, I say, great, you know, good luck to you. I just am not it's going to be hard for me to be very excited about promoting an organization uh, like that. And I really hope that maybe Brad Jardis or some of the other folks, because it's not just Brad Jardis. There was a guy that called the a law enforcement officer that called the show Saturday night to say he was so upset about what Leap did to Brad that he's withdrawing his membership from Leap. We had a jail guard who is uh, in the process of applying to become a speaker for Leap who has withdrawn his application and is withdrawing his membership uh, from Leap as a result of this. So there's, there's even even an exodus to some extent, maybe it's a very small one. I think it's going to get bigger. I, I'm already highly questioning whether I can support Leap after this. I think it's an extremist stance to, 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 do, to make this statement about uh, what, what Brad what Brad said, I think, was a very moderate statement because Absolutely. He, drew a line, I mean, he drew a line somewhere, and I thought it was a very modest line saying, look, medical marijuana users are seriously being hurt by this. I cannot, in good conscience, continue to do this. And and I just think it was a reasonable line to draw, and then and for them to react the way they did, I think is an extremist position. Well, I think and very the, harmful for their image. One yeah. of the reasons that they reacted was, um, as uh, what I heard from Jack was essentially Ian's, uh, you know, sort of header that he put, that was on Freekeen.com. Ian put a header that was like, "Dun dun, Brad Jardis, super cop says." You know, and Leap Speaker says we're not going after medical marijuana people, and and you know he said he was not going. Right, after. he he he's not going after them, and and it uh you know that got, probably got them on the other side. The Leap people all upset because they're you know it, it looks like Brad's you know said that I am a member of law enforcement pro, uh, officers against prohibition, and I say that we shouldn't do this, and I'm not doing it anymore. I guess it looks Gosh, like that if you it. don't have good well, reading he, comprehension. I don't think he said clear. we shouldn't do this. I think he said no, he I did, cannot. He did, I, I cannot. Right, right. Of course. No, he did. Yeah. Call, did he call oh. for uh, law enforcement officers to stop doing it? I'm not sure. I'll have to check. Well, sure. But and and I'd like to point out that then he quit three days later, which is fine. I think that it's okay if your conscience doesn't allow you to uh, to do the job anymore. But to you know, law enforcement against prohibition is, is sort of an organization of people that are law enforcement officers and former law enforcement officers and are encouraging that a change in legislation. Uh, They're not you, ex- encouraging a change in behavior of law enforcement officers. He did. I say, realize that. I understand that, and I. Understand that you you know they they have this notion of wanting to maintain a certain image in order mm-hmm. to do that, but there's also an important culture change that has to happen to allow that even allow that to happen. When have cops I, ever I, been on the vanguard of cultural change? They are in fact not they, ever. They, they are well, they, they are the, brave, the honor guard of protecting us against if, cultural if change. They're brave. They could be though, and maybe that's what maybe right. someone but, like Brad is. Brad what tried to be that. that. Right. He right. tried to be you the know. first one of uh, hopefully Admittedly, many. but then he left. And I think that the concern here is. That um, that law enforcement against uh, uh, prohibition, the organization Leap.cc, would then be sort of labeled as the organization that tells law enforcement officers not to do their jobs anymore. No, and no. Then if no. a police See, officer decides to jump in, and, well, 
but 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 you I, I'm not saying that that's what they're saying. I'm saying that people that are on the other side of this equation, the the majority of law enforcement officers that and the, the super majority of concern of the perception. I understand. And the what, super majority of administration will then paint anybody who decides to be an open, um, you know, member of law enforcement against prohibition, which is just what they should be able to do. It is their constitutional right to say, I think this law is wrong. Brad did say in his original post uh, that neither, he said that, I will never arrest a person who possesses, uses, grows marijuana to treat a medical condition, and neither should any other New Hampshire law enforcement officer who intends to follow his or her oath, because it's Brad's understanding of the oath that he swore that it's upholding his oath to not arrest medical cannabis users. And that was the point of uh, of his uh, of his post. And Jack Cole disagrees, and that's why there needs to be a, no- a new organization to encourage law enforcement officers to do the right thing. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. We are back with more Free Talk Live, and you are allowed to call in and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated uh, photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Plus, coming up here, we still have to do a a Totasack giveaway tonight, right, Mark? That's right. All right, so stay tuned for your opportunity to win a two-pack of the Totasack. If you want a six-pack, you can go to totasack.com. And you can go to startpage.com. Um, you can take their seven-day challenge. For seven days, you can use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. And But unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. And now, if you use the proxy link underneath every search result, you can have complete privacy in your surfing. Um, you know, it's, it, it works It works with the vast majority of web pages out there. The funny thing is, it doesn't work with freetalklive.com. Well, we talked to Catherine about that, and apparently they're not running JavaScript through it, which makes sense because if you've got a bunch of people using a proxy, then you can't have that their proxy server running all that JavaScript for you or whatever. So It'd be the biggest, giantest computer in the world, huh? Yeah, basically, you just have to pass the content of the web site. But uh, freekeen.com looks pretty much complete. It's missing the top picture, but uh, you're getting the, the text. You're getting the, I, the you know, the I think the there content. are coding ways around that that could be addressed that might make it where it would... I'm not certain about that. I have to look into I'm it. I'm sure there are. I think Maybe there might so. be where you can make alternate code come up when JavaScript's not enabled or something like we'll, that. We'll be, we were working on that on our side, but it's, okay. it's startpage.com. And well, it's, you don't want to surf our website anonymously. There's no, no reason there's, for it. Right. That's that's the point that uh, Karen made is that it's it's not like uh, the good news is that nobody needs to proxy our page. It's those statists out there that we need protection from. Right. That's, that's probably true, but there are occasionally uh, times when someone might be at work. If there's somewhere where Free Talk Live is blocked for some reason, I it don't might know if that's you very out. common. Yeah, proxy might help you get to it that way with the proxies not blocked so uh, all right we continue here uh, we're going to get to an email from a, a gentleman that called in while we had jack cole on from law enforcement against prohibition he had a few more thoughts and he you know we didn't have enough time to get him out on the air so i wanted to share those he says here's the point that jack would not allow me to make my point has nothing to do with undefined discretion and it doesn't even have anything to do with obey justice first and the law second 
The constitutions define the oaths, and the constitutions clearly no, they, demand. No, they don't. Um, you see, that's that's where he was mistaken. I wasn't going to jump all over him. Um, they do define oaths for, say, the president, as he made that point. Mm-hmm. What they don't define are oaths for law enforcement officers. Uh, many of the states were created before they ever had law enforcement officers. I mean, uh, you know, the first law enforcement officers, I don't think, in New York City came around until the the um, early to mid 1800s. I think I think London was the the first uh, city in the world to have uh, police. Now, um, there's a difference between a sheriff and a, and a police um, officer. But, you know, so they know they don't have these uh, these oaths inside of them for the police officers. The next point he makes, may, um, you know, I think has some validity. He says constitutions clearly demand loyalty to the Constitution first and then the laws second. Well, the oaths so- do. Um, many of the oaths that these police officers take do list the Constitution first. And I think that that's the most important part of his argument. So Jack is not being honorable by saying the rule of law means follow the law without regard for the Constitution. But the, the real- law is is messed up, and it was wet, messed up way, way, way before Leap came along, way before uh, prohibition laws came along. Laws, the, the sort of the, the system of laws was messed up from the very beginning. So if you sign on as a law enforcement officer, you're really signing up as, uh, you know, from the point of view of everybody on this show, and likely this, this uh, emailer too, you're signing up as a member of this gang so the laws themselves they are law enforcement officers really first and foremost the the oath may say otherwise but they're law enforcement officers well then the oath is meaningless is what you're saying i i, I think that it's you know it's a, it's it's show it's dressing it's it's show uh, it's showmanship it's uh, it's well some people it's, like it's a to beret. think the whole thing is right. dressing and it's, showmanship it's some, a, but, it's but a cute beret but, but, on the head of a mass murderer i mean but that's I all think it is that's, but that's the they but brad ought to be able to Use that as a foundation for his point that he took this oath and and Brett and Ian described the oath and like you said the Constitution is first, you know that, that the Constitution always should, you know the whole idea of laws being um, valid or not is supposed to be based on the Constitution. That's the principle, I, at least. I like Brad's position. I think that um, it's unfortunate the way some of the things worked out here, and I think that there's an opportunity for reconciliation if that's what they want, if, if that's what every party here wants, and I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I think that it's uh, you know sort of unfortunate, but I do think that Leap had to sort of protect its uh, its viability among other law enforcement officers out there. Leap is a political organization, and Leap did what they believe to be the most politically expedient thing, and that is excommunicate Brad. That's basically what they did. Not entirely excommunicate him, but yeah, I understand that, what you're saying. I, I understand Jack was kind of hemming and hawing on that particular point, but the way he wrote that said that Brad cannot use the term Leap in association with his name. So whether they got rid of his membership or not, Brad can't say, I'm a member of Leap, even though he is a member of Leap, according to Jack Cole. So effectively, publicly, Brad Jardis has been kicked out of Leap. Well, he can't represent himself as uh, he can't as, say he's you know, a member, a rep- representative of Leap. Right? No, no, not a representative, a member. He said the he actual. F- it says he can't say he's a member. That's, that's right. No, that's the, the kick, and, the, and Jack didn't deny that. He kind of danced around. Sounds, it, sounds like he's effectively kicked out. Fine, that's right. He has. Fine. Well, he's in the organization, but is essentially an anonymous member at this point. <laughs> has no a, no ability to uh, tell anybody about it. It's. Uh, I think it's a very tough situation. I think Leap. I, 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 see I understand why it's tough from their perspective as being political animals and trying to appease the politicians and trying to appease uh, the you know the the muckety mucks and the higher ups at the the law these enforcement organizations. These are the ones that enforce well, they, these laws. They didn't need to take such. A, I mean, I think the stance they took is actually again. I think that was a that was a harmful, very 
strong stance in I a certain direction. With you on that, this one. I mean, they had they essentially. I think they had a choice to alienate a lot of people in one direction or alienate a lot of people in the other direction. I think they made the worst choice. I think they, that they, they probably made the best choice for their organization. Or, or actually, or not necessarily alienate that much just because just by not making any statement about it. I mean, it was it's again. They, they they chose um they chose us a large amount of alienation and possibly I think what can hurt them in the long run in terms of the amount of people willing to support them. I think that Mark's right on ex- this one because I think Mark's right in his position that they did what was right for their organization because their organization panders to the political class and uh, Jack Cole obviously has no problem cutting loose supporters like myself and you. I mean, you were wrestling with it during the, one of the breaks, whether or not you could continue supporting Leap, and, and I, for and, one, I don't feel like I can. And a lot can. of other supporters that will help them in their goal to change the laws. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not I, I'm not ready to take that stance that this was the best thing politically to do. Right now, they're the best organization out there um, to you know, going against prohibition, in my opinion, especially for law enforcement officers, and which are the front line of holding of you know sort of holding the status quo. Do I support a competing organization? Heck yes. I'm a capitalist. I support yeah. competition everywhere. I think, I think competition makes thing. everyone better. However, I'm not ready to support an organization of well, three law enforcement officers that come out with a, a, an well, organization. Started with a handful. To, I have to disclaim that my position on this is is essentially academic because I'm not out to change the laws. I'm just out to delegitimize the power behind them. I mean, right. I, I I really I think that that's so much so important and that uh, the you know the compromises that I would make in, in order to try and change the laws would sacrifice something that is much more valuable valuable to me, and to which is to end. delegitimize these the evil behind, that's making these laws enforceable. And to that end, Brad, what Brad did assists you with your goals of delegitimizing. When Brad, oh, as a law enforcement officer, Massively. says, "I'm not going to enforce these these laws," it gives them dele- uh, it de- delegitimizes them, and that's one of the concerns that Jack Cole has. So, so if what Jack mm-hmm. Cole wants, and it's it's what Jack and his executive board want that matters for Leap, not what we want. So if what they want, I this is why that. I'm this yeah. is the only reason why I'm agreeing. Just looking at it from his perspective, he wants to pander to politicians, and and Brad's position isn't going to pander to politicians in the way that, uh, I, that they I agree want with, at Leap. I that and I'm just saying again academically because you know from my own position I don't I don't have the same goals as Leap but I I, I but it's but I'm just saying my academic academically my opinion is that it's going to hurt their goals as well because politically yes there might be some politicians that will see them more favorably but there's an awful lot of support they need in a lot of other areas to make those to make their goals happen and I think, I think he, they lost a lot of that I agree with you I think that he maybe underestimated uh, the amount of people that uh, he's going to lose over this but on the other hand I I definitely see that if he wants to pander then having people like us associating uh, and people like Brad associating with his organization is uh, is not going to help him in, in that way. Uh, Mike or uh, Wolfgang says that the real rule of law in the constitutions require all executive, legislative, and judicial officers to obey the constitution first and not the statutes when the officer himself thinks they're in conflict. That's the rule of law in the American English common law tradition. Natural rights like the Ninth Amendment and individual responsibility are written right into the constitutions. And indeed, Gardner Goldsmith pointed out that this was the intention of the uh, the founders to have the police officers be a check and balance, not just a mindless enforcers, but to be a check and balance, a human level of check and balance over a very, what can be a very inhumane system. All right, so coming up here, hour number three, your chance right now, though, to win a Tota Sack, two-pack of the Tota Sack, if you dial in and your caller number two at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. 
Caller 2 wins a two-pack of the Toda Sack, and Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So uh, so I think we've pretty much wrapped up this law enforcement against prohibition topic. For those of you just tuning in, uh, we spent most of the first couple hours on the, uh, the, I think, organization, law enforcement against prohibition, that is really kind of proving its irrelevance uh, now, at least from the perspective of, of somebody like myself or maybe Dale, not necessarily you, Mark. You're, you seem to be pretty okay with, uh, with what they're doing. But by basically saying that they cannot associate themselves with a law enforcement officer who would dare, dare to come out and announce publicly what he would do privately. That it's okay for, according to the executive director of law enforcement against prohibition, he has no problem with law enforcement officers privately using discretion. Pulling somebody over, finding out they got a bag of marijuana on them, and just letting them go. He has no problem with that happening. But for a law enforcement officer to actually then take the next step and say, this is what I do. I am not going to uh, to enforce these bad laws on peaceful people who have not harmed others. That crosses the line and resulted in uh, one of their officers, uh, Brad Jardis, being essentially excommunicated from the organization. And Dale, you basically said that you think that's going to cause them more damage uh, than if they had embraced Brad and I, well, or I just don't not know. done anything. I mean, they don't. They, they didn't need to take such a strong, uh, vocal public position, which I think is an extremist position. Um, and I think it hurt them in the in their in their goals. And from I, our position, it's extreme. Uh, from from Leap's position, it's kind of run of the mill standard law enforcement position of uh, well, all law enforcers must Im- obey and enforce all the laws because that's their job. Da 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 da. That, that's it's the extreme position, I think. Saying, oh, no, I agree must, with you. The, 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 say, endorsing the idea of of endorsing of the law enforcers should enforce all laws no matter what. I wish we could better communicate like, that. No, not having any line whatsoever, no matter how how badly the law harms someone. And endorsing the idea that well, they he should said all, you can have you know, a line, except except you just have to quit the job, which I think is also a problem because that's, if, that's the most moderate thing about the position that he presented was he said yeah they should just well, they should quit then but I but have I a still problem think with that, that uh, you know it, to me it's it, you know my to, problem to, with to, that to position. come out so vocally and publicly against this very what I thought was a very moderate stance on Brad's part 
uh, and say that that's not acceptable and that he can't be associated with Leap for that. That, to me, seemed like an extremist position, and I think it's going to hurt their support, well, support that they need to do their politics. What he said um, was essentially, I'm not going to enforce the, the, the laws of the state of New Hampshire. Now, I think he made a great legal argument as to why it is, uh, you know, anti unconstitutional to do so and that's fine and dandy but it's not going to save his job and strangely he quit three days later so he really this is this is just sort of an exit move and i, I you know leap isn't about exiting the the stage from a political standpoint they're about staying there and being viable so i think they made the only decision they could make and if if reconciliation was what um the people involved here wanted they could have that, and they, I don't think they want it. No, I, I don't think uh, – I, I think that Brad is not interested in, in – at least from my conversations with him, uh, is not interested in the least in coming back to Leap. And I, I hope that he does uh, kick out, uh, kick off his own organization or uh, something comes out of this that will produce and construct. Because I don't like being destructive. I don't like uh, you know telling people, okay, well, turn away from this organization and not having somewhere else for them to turn to to, uh, you know, to, to put their support behind. Unfortunately, right now, there is nothing else out there that is in any way, uh, shape, or form close to what law enforcement against prohibition does. I wish there already was. Oh, well, maybe Oath Keepers. Some people were talking about Oath Keepers. That uh, you know, that's maybe suggesting that Brad should uh, go and sign up with them. I don't think Oath Keepers is about not enforcing drug laws or medical marijuana laws. Oath Keepers is really about, well, if they send in the NWO and the, the Chinese uh, CHICOM uh, military, I will not support them. You know? Uh, well, I think Oath Keepers, maybe that's what some of the people in Oath Keepers are about, but I think some of the, uh, the I think the general concept of Oath Keepers is that they swore an oath to uphold the Constitution and that that's what they should be doing, and, and certainly what Brad was pointing out at freekeen.com on his post was that he believes that what he was doing was supporting the Constitution rather than obeying uh, bad laws. And I so. think Brad is uh, you know, very skilled in, in reading the laws and, and interpreting. I, I think he's very good at that. But I think that uh, Jack Cole made, a, you know, made the best point that one can make to that is, hey, it's not our job to interpret the laws. Unfortunately, the it laws is, are the interpreted. Why, why swear to the Constitution and to the laws? Why not just swear to the laws? Because the Constitution gives the power the of making deciding what the laws means to to nine guys in dresses, and those nine guys are the end-all, be-all of whatever it means. I mean, that's, why that's just a sort of, of And the officer doesn't need to swear to that Constitution. Those nine guys would and not the officers. Window dressing. It, would, it makes no sense for them to swear an oath to the Constitution if, in fact, it's all going to come down to the laws. I mean, there's that's right. why I swear Agreed. to the Constitution. Agreed. Why I swear to the law. These things are, but they didn't. They swore I'm, to the Constitution. Right. Too. They swore to the Constitution, so, which says that nine guys in dresses get to interpret the laws. So they, they you know, it's fine. But no, you, we've got to understand. No, that, that's that's. It, that, I don't think that makes sense when you when you put it that way. It makes why sense make to the people that believe that the Constitution and the state are relevant. Does it say in the Constitution? No, no it doesn't. It, it, it does. It does. Does it say if in they're the not const- supposed to be uh, honoring the Constitution in any? If they're supposed to just be obeying the law, the laws will get changed by those higher ups that you're talking about. There's no need to swear an oath to a Constitution if it's if you're supposed to disregard it completely and just and just enforce the laws. There's nothing in the Constitution that specifically says, you know, that it's they all have about, to enforce the laws. Does it say that in the Constitution? Well, no, that, well what I'm saying is that the Constitution is 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 a kind of bare document by itself, other than saying what can or cannot be passed in terms of laws. So the laws are then built on the basis of that. 
And so why have an officer swear to the Constitution when he's supposed to completely disregard it? Because the Constitution pay, is the source of their the authority. This is the document that gets, that, that gen- generates their authority. This is the document from which the, the, the sword of the state lops off the, the head of freedom every single time. That's its job. They are the, arm, the, the armed right hand of the state. They are there to crush freedom. And the Constitution is this window dressing that says, we get freedom from this document. And, th- and so they have to swear to this document of freedom that crushes freedom. I, I think that's, that's a, their job. I think it sounds, like, it sounds like a pretty weak argument. I mean, if, if they're supposed to swear it's, to it and then disregard it The after idea that. of law enforcement is, uh, you know, a law enforcement there to protect freedom is a weak argument anyway, Dale. Oh, I get that. They but are just, in a weak moral position. No, I get that. Obviously, I'm saying. I mean, you're just I'm you're even, just there undercutting these guys that want to 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 lessen the burden of the state on people, and that's that's all. I'm they aware want. that that's their desire. I don't believe they're effective at right, it. Right, because they're only if willing they take to beg. stances like this. Right, because that's because they're only willing to beg the politicians rather than actually. But they beg from a position of power. That position being law enforcement officers. You know as well as I do, if you bring 50 activists into a room um, and then one law enforcement officer and you testify in front of these politicians, the politicians care about what that law enforcement – well, I think that Officer Neighborly there said – I understand all that, Mark. They're begging from a position of power, Ian, so that – has some legitimacy yeah. in the eyes of the law. I understand all that, but I also know that if you bring uh, law enforcement officers in there who are going to tell these politicians, go ahead and pass the unconstitutional laws, I'm not going to enforce them, that has an even greater position of power. Right, well, for the, for the five minutes that they're still law enforcement officers, it may. I went in there as a firefighter and told these uh, told these same politicians, I'm not wearing my seatbelt if you pass this law. You're going to have to throw me in jail, and you're going to take me away from my family. Do you think those politicians cared about that? They care about their laws, man. That's it. But this, it doesn't help. They tried kicking but Brad they, out. They, they do, failed. They do, Mark. Who tried I kicking Brad out? I understand that, that Mark. Wait, wait, wait. Brad had not at that point refused to uh, you know, disobey the the rules. He had at that po- up to that point been the number one arrester of marijuana people or whatever. They didn't in kick that him out town. over that though. They didn't kick him well, out. He, they didn't even say anything to him about it. And they're reading the threads on the forum. It so had it's been not like three days, know. man. <laughs> they hadn't had a chance. They, they, you know, it, it takes people. You know, they had just received I, I, a defeat I, I, I through the union. That. I can see that. I think it probably would, at some point they would have had to try to figure out something to deal with it. And, but I. But the thing is. And, <laughs> I thought we were done I with just, this conversation. We're just rehashing the same old points over and over again. I don't think we're rehashing the same old points here. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I got a point about your politics again. We'll come back here in a moment. Uh, you can bring up anything uh, and uh, ch- chime in here on this or anything else goes. It is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features including the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go and edit virtually anything you see there. WIKIwiki.freetalklive.com. First... Um, critical thinking question. First, imagine you live in an area controlled by a violent gang. What if you started using words like we and us when discussing the gang and their activities, even though you were not in the gang and no one in the gang knew or cared about you, and a lot of the gang's activities actually hurt you and your family? Would this sort of thinking eventually lead to sympathy for the gang's activities, a resistance to the idea that the gang was even doing anything wrong? What if that violent gang was able to develop a 12-year indoctrination system that encouraged this kind of thinking? What if a violent gang already did? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education and the worship of violent gangs. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. All right. Now, uh, before we continue with the phone calls, Dale, you had some, did you have something you wanted to uh, say? Yeah, there? my thought was that... I know you're saying that that, that that is what they're trying to do is reach the politicians and get the politicians to change the laws. They meaning leap law uh, enforcement leap, against prohibition. Yes. And but the thing part of that process is that the politicians are somewhat beholden to the to the culture. You know, that before a law before they can take a position uh that that be, for that but that position has to become less risky for them to be able to support it without risking their own Office. Sure. So there's a there's a tremendous amount of cultural shift that needs to take place even to change political laws. And I think what's what they're doing is hurting that. And so it is going to be harder to pander to politicians if they're taking this hardline position and and implying that, in fact, this is a good thing for officers to enforce all laws, no matter what. That That's a That is a I think that's actually making it harder for them to it's making it harder for politicians to to. To take up to try and take a position on that. Well, I, so. I, I I'm I I see that what you're saying may be uh you know the case if it was you know this truly egregious circumstance and I consider it egregious. However, that's what's being done all over is that these laws are being enforced on um you know nonviolent people and what's America doing about it? I mean, are these politicians being held to a task because, uh, you know, sick people are being thrown in jail for using marijuana? No. I, I think the average American is sitting there on their duff and they it's don't care. because they're comfortable. They don't they are not right. acknowledging so the politicians. That so is everybody being harmed. Right. And, and that's um, that's what's going to take a cultural shift for people to be able to have their conscience weigh on them for the harm that's being done out of this drug war. Sure. And, and all I can tell you is, um, you know, like, there's an organization out there called Law Enforcement Against Prohibition that supports law enforcement officers, uh, you know, free speech in order to stop, you know, to, 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 to against prohibition in order to stop the drug. But war. only speech. If you want some other organization, feel free to start it. I wonder uh, if a uh, sheriff would get fired if a sheriff or a police chief came out and uh, decided to announce that his department would no longer be enforcing those laws. But they wouldn't get fired for that. Let's go to Frank listening in Charleston on WVTS-FM. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. How you doing? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, years ago, I was a police officer, because I was listening to you guys talking about the uh, officers swearing to uh, uphold uh, the Constitution or swearing to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. When I took my oath, I took the oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the state of West Virginia. I also uh, took an oath to enforce the laws. And the reason for that is that 
police officers are part of the executive branch. They are not part of the judicial branch, nor are they part of the uh, legislative branch. We're part of the executive branch, which we are charged with enforcing laws. Now, if the law is not a good law, it is up to us to take a little leeway in the field to uh, interpret whether or not we're going to enforce it to the extent that, you know, uh, it's not all black and white. There are gray areas and everything. Uh, the other part of it is that the law is unjust, and it's up to the public to bring it before the judicial branch and let them interpret whether or not it's not uh, constitutional and does not abide by the rules that are established by our Constitution. Now, and the legislative branch, of course, they are the ones who make up the laws according to the suggestions from the public. Now, granted, some of the public are people who are uh, more influential than, than others, but it has nothing to do with uh, whether the police officer is doing right or wrong or has the right to do anything. Once he says he's going to enforce the laws, he must enforce them to the extent that it doesn't cause harm. Well, okay, I think well, they, they do cause harm. I mean, the drug laws are causing harm to 1.5 million people a year in this country. Then why hasn't uh, the, the effort on that part is for someone to go to the uh, 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 courts and challenge that law. Oh, that, that, well, so basically you're saying that... That certainly that, should happen in conjunction. Right, so what you're saying is that, uh, okay, go to the courts and then hope that the men and women, these strange men and women in robes, will uh, will fall in favor or decide in favor of, of peace when they've uh, shown themselves to be uh, violent endorsers of the government's uh, aggression against people uh, and endorsing the police state and, and aggregating more power to... Uh, these police organizations to imprison people, and it doesn't seem like that's a very likely outcome from going to the people in robes. Plus, you're talking about a multi-year process. In the in the meantime, millions of people are going to have their lives ruined. Doesn't it just make more sense for uh, for law enforcement officers who know what's right to sim- simply stand up and say, "This is not appropriate. This is not what I signed on for. I signed on to protect people." Well, the issue that you just brought up, though means that that person who decided to be a police officer who has said he will enforce those laws cannot be a law enforcement officer. He has to leave that organization because... He said he would enforce... Maybe you can answer like what I brought up. What Mark and I were talking about was they do swear an oath to the Constitution. And now what you're saying... You're suggesting... I'm sorry? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Not to the Constitution. To uphold the Constitution. That's a different thing. Okay. Well, tell me how that. But do you understand why? Why have that when, in fact, they're supposed to obey every law to the letter? Why aren't they just swearing an oath to the law? When, if it's supposed to be someone else's because job completely, and they're not, they're not supposed to regard the Constitution themselves. Why are they swearing to uphold it? Law enforcement officers are not allowed to interpret the law. That's up to the judicial branch. Well, they do. They do that every time they make an arrest. They're they're interpreting. Okay, this person broke this law. They're obviously doing it to some extent. And if you ask and them, if you're um, say, and I understand you're saying it's up to the judicial branch, but I think that the oath contradicts that because the oath, in fact, does ask them to swear to uphold the Constitution before it even gets to obeying to enforcing the laws. So I think well, that it's very it's it's very contradictory. It's not it's not consistent to 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 interpret it that way that they're not supposed to even consider the Constitution. 
you're wanting things to be black and white, and there is nothing black and white no. about our Constitution. Okay, but what about well, if the it's cons- not so black and white, then there should be room for someone like Brad to say, I feel like I'm violating my oath to uphold the Constitution by doing this, this. And he and he didn't even say you – know, he's against all drug laws. Understand. He is against all drug laws. He didn't say he wasn't going to enforce the drug laws. He said he felt like – that specifically arresting marijuana users was violating his oath to uphold the Constitution. So if it's not so black and white, and I agree with you, I understand that, then there should be room for him to come to that interpretation. Also, uh, and, and I want to ask you another question. Frank, can you hang on? No, I'll hang on. We'll bring back Frank here in West Virginia in moments. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ethics, the law, the Constitution. Bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight's show has uh, had a theme, I think, in general. Of course, it is still Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. But the theme has been the inconsistencies and the problems in the the world of law enforcement. Uh, So we can continue here because we actually have a former law enforcement officer on the lines with us. But I also want to tell you about freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free, including our live streams. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com and you can get broadband, dial-up, webcam versions of the program all uh, completely uh, free over at listen.freetalklive.com. Now then, if you are fed up with uh, the drug war, if you are fed up with the rise of the police state, sick and tired of uh, a bunch of government bureaucrats you don't even know telling you how to live your life, well, maybe you want to look into the Free State Project. If you want to be free, then get around other people that want the same thing. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. And you'll also learn about the Liberty Forum, which is coming up in March the 18th through the 21st. Mark, we've been wrong about the discount code. Oh, no. We've been giving out the wrong discount code. This is very, very bad. Yeah, it's – well, they've now added the discount code that we've been giving out, which was FTL 2010, but apparently it was just FTL. The entire time that we've been doing it. So uh, so now the discount code is either one. You can uh, put in FTL or FTL 2010, and you'll get 10% off <laughs> your order over well, at the Liberty FTL Park. should be the dis- there, discount code of everything a, that we do. I mean, my, my discount code is, is shirtless picks, by the way. Is that true? Yeah. If you want to get if you want to share my room <laughs> at a discount, then uh, shirtless picks. Oh, I thought you could actually put shirtless picks in and get it. No, no, no. Send shirtless picks. I'll oh, I see. Dale at freetalklive.com. Sorry. <laughs> So you get a free room if you do that. Maybe. If you're chosen. It's, the like, chosen a, it's, one. it's like a contest. You yeah, you only to, choose you one winner. You have the right? best shirtless picks. Just one winner. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, so go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn more about that. Frank is back with us listening in Charleston to WVTS-FM. Frank, you're a former uh, law enforcement officer, and essentially you're, you're, you're uh, echoing what Jack Cold said at the beginning of the program. And I don't even think you all get the beginning of the show uh, down there in Charleston, but maybe one of these I- days you will. 
We might. I didn't hear it. Yeah, you th- uh, I, I think you only get the third hour for now, but we'll see what we can do about that in the future. But nonetheless, you're essentially echoing the position, which is a very standard law enforcement position, that is that you that as a law enforcement officer, you swore an oath to enforce the laws. And Dale points out that uh, you also swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, but you're saying that it's not your job as a law enforcement officer to interpret what the Constitution says. You just do what the laws say. Did I pretty much uh, recap what your thoughts were? On that? that that's that's pretty much it yes that's so, pretty accurate so here's my question for you uh ethics is defined as a system of moral principles and i don't know about you or what uh, department you were you had worked for but there's a, a police department up here that has the law enforcement code of ethics and i just want to read an excerpt from you and ask you if, if you swore something or your department had a similar code uh the, and this is just the first paragraph it's a very lengthy code but the very first paragraph is as a law enforcement officer my fundamental duty is to serve mankind, to safeguard lives and property, to protect the innocent against deception, the weak against oppression or intimidation, the peaceful against violence or disorder, and to respect the constitutional rights of all people to liberty, equality, and justice. Does that ring uh, familiar for you? That's very familiar. Okay. Very familiar. Is that a standard thing amongst law enforcement officers? Yes, I believe it is. It worded differently in different ways, but it's okay. paraphrased the so, so presuming you essentially were involved with something, an organization that had a similar code of ethics, uh, you know, to uh, protect the weak, the peaceful against violence or disorder, etc. Are you? What I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but but what I'm hearing from you is that, well, we have this code of ethics that says all of these things, but if what the law says violates the code of ethics then we should go ahead and enforce whatever the law says. It doesn't matter what the Code of Ethics says. Morals don't matter. What matters is the law. No, what you're saying all along is that I've been hearing, as I listened to you earlier and what I'm hearing right now, is that everything's black and white. And it's not. I, there are I don't understand areas. why you say that, because on the, you're, actually, you're actually the one promoting this notion that police are supposed to just act like robots and not think. When, no, in fact, it seems to be this whole culture that... that this this entire oath seems to be promoting this idea that they want them to think about this and they want them to err on the side of human rights. Well, but I didn't say that the the officers have to act like robots. But that's what I you're that's what you seem to be promoting. No, that's not. They're what swearing I'm an oath to these ethics. They're swearing an oath to the Constitution, and yet they're supposed to disregard all of that, not interpret that, not think about that, and just obey the obey the law and enforce well, the law strictly. Are, Isn't are that black and white? Strictly, are we strictly talking about uh, drug enforcement? No, everything. So that's what I specialized in. What's that? That's what. That's the area I specialized in was drug enforcement. Well, we can talk about drug enforcement. Let's let's talk about it. It's, it's one of my pet issues here. I mean, if right. if, if in the uh, the code of ethics it says that you're supposed to protect uh, the peaceful against violence or disorder, then uh, you're and the weak against oppression or intimidation. Then taking somebody who has a plant in their pocket or who might be uh, smoking that plant, taking that person, stealing their freedom from them, putting them in handcuffs and locking them in a cage is oppression. And it is it is violence against them. So it's it's, it's a clear there's violation black. of the code of ethics. That's not there's black and black. white. Or I mean, there's 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 no middle ground there. It seems pretty clear to me. Violence in, it, it indicates that there's been harm done. The physical harm is being committed upon this person, such as being beat uh, or being maimed in some manner. Is what you're saying? Basically, that that's the interpretation I hear from you. Uh, these people are being they're they're if they're in violation of the law that says they cannot possess this because it is a controlled substance, then uh, 
Uh, it's up to them to go before the legislators to lobby them to have the law repealed. Uh, it is up to them to uh, challenge the constitutionality of whether or not this law uh, is proper and should be enforced by law enforcement officers. It is not up to the police officer to say, no, I can't enforce this because he's got an oath to uphold those laws. Now, as long as he does that without causing actual physical harm to someone. Well, this is that's the point I'd like to I'd like to jump in on that. If if I were to put a gun on my hip and get a pair of uh, of of handcuffs and go out and say, "You're coming with me, ma'am." And throw somebody in the back of my car. But by that I mean, um, you know, she, you know, put her hands behind her back because, well, I've got a gun on my hip, right? And uh, you know, I put handcuffs on her and I put her in the back of my car. I would be kidnapping. So that's a violent. That is a violent felony. It's a second degree felony in most states. It's also intimidating. Punishable by up to ten years in prison. And to say that arresting somebody isn't a violent act is not acknowledging the the reality of what goes on. It's just you. You feel that it's justified. I, I feel that if someone violates the law and they are in possession of an illegal substance, that they need to be uh, either incarcerated until they're proven that uh, the law is unjust or they are proven that they didn't have the uh, substance in the first place. Ever been at a police party where an officer has uh, driven home after having, you know, three or four beers? No. Come on. Ever ever seen a cop? <laughs> I don't think we were going to buy that. Right? Nobody believes right. that. Ever seen a cop uh, use drugs? Ever see, uh, ever known a cop that uses drugs? I have personally no. Okay. So basically what you're saying is that as long as there's words on paper that say it's okay to take people and put them in cages, that you don't consider that oppression or intimidation when it's, uh, when it's actually committed on someone. Well... If they weren't a police officer, if they weren't in, instructed to do so, no, I would say that was oppression. But considering the fact that you're talking about uh, violating the law uh, and violating uh, rules and regulations that have already been established by society. Uh, Not my society. Every year the, uh, the, the, the police officers... Wait a hold on, hold on. You guys keep interrupting me. Let I'm me terribly sorry. You. Are you, are you all citizens of the United States? I, don't I am know. not a citizen. A citizen is a, a designation of ownership by a country. They don't own me. So you're not you're not a citizen of the United States. No, I'm a citizen of nothing. Hold on, hold on. Like I said, let me finish. If you're not a citizen and you don't consider yourself a citizen, move over to Pakistan and see how they treat you. I don't you. think, I'm not a I don't think of Pakistan the government. Either. I don't think the government owns the land that's called the United right. States. I mean, and I don't think they have a right to kick me out just because I won't call myself wait, a citizen. I, I, I want to go back on something here. I understand you've, you've got you yourself. You need to leave the country that you're in and find one. That that's what you think. We'll come no, back. I'm not going. <laughs> Frank, hang on. We're going to give you plenty of time here. If you want to hang through another one, we'll, we'll bring it back for some more. Will you? One more. All right. That, well, that's the only one we have left. So hang on. Uh, more with Frank here in a moment. The old, uh, if you don't like it, leave response. We'll uh, address that here in moments. 800-259-9231. And apparently it's not intimidation when the police do it with a gun on their hip. Don't forget the uh, National Police Union's uh, little ball every year where they get drunk and uh, you know make a big mess in Washington, D.C. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.
Talk Live. Only moments remain. Perhaps enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Our bulletin board system included uh, with over uh, 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Check out the Low Country Liberty Report. It's liberty-minded news for liberty-minded folks. This ridleyographer based out of Savannah, Georgia, is currently doing a series where he's interviewing all the Ladies of Liberty Alliance calendar girls. You can find these lovely Lola ladies and their interviews at uh, our very own Free Talk Live Shrine of Female Listeners. You can find all the rest of his stories at lclreport.com. And sometimes even on the uh, new FTL website. Feel free to vote up his stories if you like him on the new website at freetalklive.com. All right. We continue here. Frank is with us, a former law enforcement officer listening to WVTS-FM in Charleston. And being very gracious. Yeah. And, uh, Frank, want to make sure you had enough time to uh, to get your thoughts out. We were just talking about the, the concept of citizenship and, uh, of course, uh, what needs to be pointed out is that a citizen is somebody who has a duty uh, – uh, obligation, obligation of allegiance, of allegiance in exchange and, for a duty of uh, protection. Right. And uh, since the government has no uh, duty to protect or no obligation to protect anybody or no obligation to provide any services whatsoever, uh, then therefore there could be no uh, du- there could be no obligation of allegiance, duty of allegiance, I think, okay. uh, return for an obligation of protection. So there could be no duty of allegiance, so therefore there's no such thing as uh, as a citizen. And uh, you had said that, well, you need to go to, to go to Pakistan. So I wanted to make sure you had a chance to uh, to get your thoughts out. You've got my thoughts right there because that's exactly the way I feel about it. I've traveled to Europe and to uh, some of the and and Russia, and I'll tell you if you have a choice between where you want to live and how you want to live, uh, I'd prefer to stay here. Well, I, I agree I, with I, you on that one. I um, don't like having my choices. I don't like being. I don't like having a no choice to opt out, and that's essentially what it comes down to: is be a slave under one. One tyranny or a different tyranny, and I don't think that's an acceptable um, number. Uh, that's, those aren't acceptable options for free people. You feel like you're a slave here? Absolutely. I've got articles written on it if you'd like to read them. You can go to anarchyinyourhead.com if you'd like to read some of uh, some of Dale's uh, articles. But it's quite clear that uh, that people are slaves here because if they uh, they do what their masters uh, say they're not supposed to do, then they end up in cages. Uh, you know, if you don't, if you if you smoke a plant that the masters say you can't smoke, if you don't give the masters all the money that they demand, then you end up in one of their cages. How is that not slavery? Well, you're you're kind of over oversimplifying it. Uh, it really doesn't work that way. You know that. What? I know that. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, what, what doesn't work that way? If you don't pay property tax yeah. to these people that yeah. are total strangers who arbitrarily decide what amount of money you'll give them every single year, they'll steal your house from you. You're the one that has a very strange definition of slavery. If, you, you, if you're telling me that someone cannot punish me arbitrarily for things, I haven't harmed anyone, I haven't stolen from anyone, and yet they can arbitrarily put, dictate these rules to me, they can arbitrarily demand my product, my money from me, and they can punish me if I don't obey, and you're, you're the one that has a very strange definition of slavery if you don't see that. Well, I don't see it. Because, because you've been, it's very... indoctrination. Because you he's one of the masters. Let him complete his thought, please. He's been on three segments. What else? You Go ahead, Frank. Well, you know, he's, uh, but you keep changing the subject or you keep uh, talking over me. You don't allow me to finish my... Why is it not slavery? Go ahead. Do the same thing to your partner there because I was listening to you earlier. If you aren't able to persuade someone 
you try to talk over them, and that is not the way to get an argument or to debate. You've had pl- you've had m- plenty of opportunity to speak. We just gave you uh, more. I'm going to give you ask you a question. I want to hear you answer it. Why is it not slavery? What we've explained to you. What is a slave? A slave, I would say, is somebody that has to is uh, is forced to exchange their labor uh, for you know like sort of in, in car- their their labor is extracted by force by another entity. Correct. And what my question to you is, is can that be incremental? Could Because um, obviously a slave would have, you know, they, you have to provide them with things. They, they got clothes. If you're talking about chattel slavery from, you know, the, as, or as late as the 1850s in the United States, they got clothing, they got house, housing, they got some food. So a certain amount of their labor was returned to them in that form. Um, and, you know, obviously they weren't allowed to leave. Here in the United States, you're allowed to leave here, and then you could go be a slave of somebody else if you don't, if you decide you don't like the slavery here. And admittedly, it's better slavery than most countries. You get to choose the plantation. But wait, wait, wait. Um, and, but my question to, to you is this. Wait, Frank, I'm, I'm coming to a question. I'm sorry it takes me so long. I'm verbose. Um, is if, you, if I have to give them half of the money I make, which is what I exchange for labor, money, um, then how am I not half a slave at least? You can go someplace where you don't have to give half. Well, yeah, yes, you do. I mean, just about every country out there, they'll take okay. they'll take but what you got. The, thing, the other thing that you're arguing about, you're arguing about a state that you disagree with right now, which has taken 200 years to formulate. Actually, 200 and almost 240 years that has come about through interpretations from the general public. It's been accepted. It's been it's been ruled upon. It's been voted upon. Over and over and over again. It's been ruled it's, upon. Uh, it's been ruled upon by the people that run it. And and the people that run it were voted into office by the people who live in it. Yeah, so if no. it, if uh, you're saying violence is okay as long as a majority of people are doing engaging in it, was slavery right a minority. back then? I don't see any violence that you're talking about. What you're talking about see is... See no a, evil, speak no evil, Frank. I uh, mean, just because you don't see it happening doesn't mean it's not out there. It's violence, and it's a threat of violence that is enacted against every single one of us that if we don't go along with what they demand, they will enact violence on us. They will come here and take my family from my home if I don't give them the arbitrary amount of money they're demanding from me. Don't you think that's wrong? I didn't vote for that, and I don't care if somebody else voted me uh, voted it uh, into uh, for me because I didn't... I don't consent. Do you own your own home? Yes, I do. No, nobody owns their home. You don't rent. Huh? You don't rent a home from somebody. I, I own my home, which means that I have the highest claim on the land, except for the people calling themselves the state, who can come and take it from me anytime they damn well please. As as the Constitution and as the laws say, they can if they want to uh, declare eminent domain. Do words on paper doesn't make even, stealing okay? That. It doesn't even take that. If, if Ian doesn't pay rent... On his home to the state, they will take it for that reason, too. Property you call tax, it property yeah. taxes, but if he doesn't pay rent for the home that he supposedly owns, they will take this, his home from him. Is, you don't want any law enforcement. You don't want any government action. I, I, I do want it, and I don't want someone to have a monopoly on it because that's what makes it inherently corrupt. Hey, Frank, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the conversation and the discussion here. Uh, yeah, What I'm saying is I want... Uh, the law to be the natural law. I want don't harm others. Don't uh, don't destroy other people's property. Don't do harm to another person. And uh, you know treat those other people in that way, and everything will be fine. For those people that do harm others, for those people that do do damage, they should be held responsible for the damage they do. Uh, and I would I want to expand on the definition of slavery. I'd like I, you to do that, that, but we've okay. got to continue here. We can go into overtime if uh, if you'd okay. like. Well. Uh, we go to Brian listening also to WVTS in Charleston. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. 
Hey, guys, I actually kind of wanted to talk to Frank there a little bit because you all were asking him about officers drinking and driving or doing drugs. You know, why, why not go as simple as how many times has he had a long day's work and on his way home exceeded the speed limit by 15 to 20 miles per hour, whereas if it were me, he'd have written me a ticket, charged me a fine, possibly taken me to jail if I'd have refused to sign it's okay for him because he has a badge, a gun, and a police car. Yeah. Right. I guarantee you there's probably a sticker on the back of his car that's a black sticker with a little a little blue line in it. And that's the that's the little sign that says I'm a police officer. I'm supposed to get special treatment. Well, it doesn't really work. Frank's a former police officer. Yeah, that, well, the yeah. former police officers still have the blue line stickers and things like that. But uh, the the blue line sticker doesn't really work anymore because the the cat's out of the bag on that. And okay. people, some people know enough people know to where the cops aren't sure well, if they're actual. That's what cops. it's symbolic of. It's yeah. supposed to, and you know maybe they check maybe they check better to make sure someone actually is a police officer. Brian, first, I'm I'm sorry, idea. I didn't realize that you'd wanted to talk to Frank. Otherwise, I would have brought you on with him. Brian's gone. Oh, Click. he's gone too? I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize that either. We didn't hang up on him. Okay, 800-259-9231. Dale, do you want to get your uh, comment in? Well, I, I'd like to – I think it's a very simple definition of slavery, really, if you really want to get down to the bare bones of it. And I think a slave is someone and – and it has to be institutionalized. It can't just be a one-time thing. But if you are under threat of violence to obey, you are a slave. And, and it has to be institutionalized. I mean, I could threaten you with a gun and say, hand me your wallet. I'm robbing you. I wouldn't call that slavery. But if it becomes institutionalized and you are continually under the threat of violence in order to obey, whether that's obey in the form of giving me your money, well, obey in the form of follow these arbitrary laws, arbitrary laws, not natural law. Natural law is, uh, is sensible. It comes out of common yes. sense, like don't hurt people, don't steal from people, etc. But arbitrary laws like, like, like marijuana laws or other drug laws uh, – those sorts of things that it's being under threat of violence to obey. That's a slave, and it's, that's very straightforward. Definition two: a person entirely under the domination of some influence or a person. You could claim that they're not entirely under the domination because they can move around, but anywhere they you move, you still they're have to pay the, a tax to leave. I mean, that's yeah. the laws of the government. I mean, it's, and, it's as if they own you. And anywhere you move to, you'll be under the domination of somebody else. So you are entirely under a domination of some influence, somebody else you don't know. We're out of time. See you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.